Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Women to Watch. I'm thrilled to be back in the studio after uh, missing a week with a horrible virus, so I'm really happy to be here today. Uh, I'm also happy to be here today because I have two amazing ladies uh, in the studio with me. And um, before I get started, real quick, let me give you my contact information so that if you're listening and you would like to come in the studio and, and share with us what your business is doing, I would love to talk to you. Uh, again, my name is Susan Rocco, and this is Women to Watch on WFYL 1180. My email address is srocco233 at gmail, or please feel free to call me at 215 215- We're going to get started today first with um, a wonderful woman from the Philadelphia area who's doing a lot of good things. Um, Her name is Dr. Sue Kornbluth, and she is psychology professor at Temple University, among other things. So welcome to the studio, Dr. Sue. Thank you so much for having me today. I am a woman of many different jobs. <laughs> we'll try to cover as many as we can in the, in the yeah. short time that we have. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first thing that I'm real excited to get to talk to you about, um, Dr. Sue, is, is your, your growing up years, because I've read a lot about your background, um, reading your bio and some of your, um, your business profile. Um, but you speak a lot about the women in your life who inspired you growing up, and that was your mother and your grandmother. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, um, two amazing women that have shaped my life immensely. Uh, My uh, Nana was a woman that, you know, she was born in 1910. 1910, okay. I I mean, when I say that, it's so ancient to me, but... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) to most most people listening, Exactly, and... um, when my grandfather died, my Nana was about, I think, in her mid-50s, and uh, my grandfather was in the oil business, but he liked to spend his money, and so on golf or the country club or other things that he was into. There were golf or country clubs back in 1910? Flowertown Country Club. You're kidding. No, that's where they were members at. Wow. That was my country club growing up. Uh, see, we're in the law of attraction right yeah. now, you and me. <laughs> um, and so she was left with nothing and had to make a life for herself um, in the mid-60s. Okay. When many women were not working, they were staying at home raising their children. Right. It was a different time. Right. And so my Nana had a passion in life, and it was clothes. Okay. Clothes and hair. <laughs> um, because my Nana would always have a hair brush on the table, brushing my aunt and my mom's hair all the time. <laughs> and, um, and my grandfather would always come in and say, get that hairbrush off the table. Was it on the kitchen table? or? <laughs> yeah, it was on the kitchen table. Oh, okay. But who knew that that hairbrush would come in handy later for her? So anyway, um, her passion was closed, and that's what she knew. And so she, she took that passion, and she went, and basically went to these high fashion boutiques um, and said, this is what I know how to do. I'm very into clothing. Will you hire me? Well, that's gutsy. because she Very much. Especially to go into a high-end boutique, which I'm sure she felt, you know, intimidated. Yep. Not having been educated in that background. But that's really neat. Yeah, and she walked in and um, they took a look at her and they hired her on the spot. Wow. And she sold clothes in that boutique until um, she got sick in her early 70s. Okay. And she made a very nice life for herself. And she was so ahead of the curve in fashion that some of the fashion she was wearing back then in the 70s is still in today. Right. Oh, I bet. Especially yeah. the 70s today. A lot of those trends are, are uh, around right now. Exactly. So yes. from watching her, it taught me that women are powerful and that you can work your way from nothing to something, but you are the vehicle to make that happen. So that's what I witnessed um, growing up. That's a great example. And you said um, something that she said to you that stuck with you was do what you know. I think that's really important. Um, But, you know, a lot of we say that to a lot of women. We say that to our daughters. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but where do you think you actually got the belief that you could um, go out and start your own business, for example? Yeah, I think that um, came mostly from my parents' belief in me, that growing up, um, they always taught me that whatever you did in life, you do it to the best of your ability. It doesn't matter what you want to do. If you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, um, uh, a trash collector, whatever you want to do, make sure you do it to the best of your ability. I have carried that saying with me my whole life. And whenever I do anything in business or speaking or whatever I am doing, I give the best that I have every time. Even on a, even on a bad day. You know, some days we get up and yeah. we're tired and we're not feeling good, but you just remind yourself yep. uh, that what you're doing is a good thing and it and it's helping other people. Right. Now, tell me where your love of children came from, because you are an advocate for um, foster children and, and adoption. And where did that love come from? The love of foster care actually found me. And I think that's how it happens sometimes, that your passion talks to you. And mm-hmm. when it does, you better be listening. Exactly. Right. Uh, I After I had gotten married in, I guess it was 1999, Uh, I needed a job. I was getting my doctorate in psychology, and I was um, majoring in family and marriage um, counseling. That was one of my um, specialties. And your doctorate is from Temple? No, my doctorate is from Chestnut Hill College. Oh, Chestnut Hill. I teach at Temple. Right. Yeah. And um, I, I am a clinical psychologist, but my love was always for family to help families become um, successful. So a friend at my wedding said, listen, I know you need a job. Call this place downtown. And this was this is how it happened, downtown in Philadelphia. And it was um, a place that was doing outpatient foster care treatment. Okay. I knew nothing about foster children. Nothing. I mean, we never had foster kids in our house or, or anything like that. But um, I walked into the place and I walked out with a job as an outpatient therapist. And the director there said to me when um, I walked out, she said, I hope you're up for the challenge because this is a a special population. And I said to her, I'm always up for a challenge. Well, she wasn't kidding (laughs) (laughs) because it was not only the most challenging work that I had ever done in my life, it was the most rewarding and emotional. And emotional. Very emotional, I would imagine. I cried some days when I got home working with these. It's because for me, it was what I did with them, the work that I did with them was not always focusing on the trauma that happened. We know that the trauma has happened. What I focused on with these kids was moving them towards living a successful life. That despite what has happened to you in your lifetime, you could still lead a successful life. Right. Abuse does not define you. You define you. Exactly. Right. So I was doing a type of therapy that no one was doing with these kids. And you you developed that on your own? Or did you, were you using, you know, techniques from other psychologists? No. I just developed it on my own. I was doing research at the time in the field. Okay. And everybody was saying that they went through some sort of grieving process like when someone dies but then I thought to myself how could that be possible when their biological parent is still out there living right so it came what I found in my research was it was an unresolved loss it called an ambiguous loss and meaning that the children still keep their parents alive psychologically within their mind even though they're not physically there with them okay and then I wrote a book about it Mm mm-hmm and that book has real has been used all over the country now for trainings. Tell and me the name of the book. Yeah, the, the ambiguous foster child. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's really that was my first business endeavor. Okay. And 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 that was right out of school. Is that no? That wasn't right out of school. After school, I I said to myself, you know, I got a degree in clinical psychology. But I really didn't feel like my strength was sitting down doing therapy with people. And, you know, that's sometimes how it happened. My strength was educating people on how to do good therapy. Or do for themselves. Or do for themselves. Like, I'm right. more self-help. Okay, right. That That's what my business really is mm-hmm. for parents and children. Right. And 
I want to, I want, I just am here to empower people, women, moms, mm-hmm. and kids to, to do the best that they can do, like my parents instilled in me. Yeah. Well, that's a great thing because there's, you know, um, we need that. Right. Um, that word empower is used a lot. Um, I don't know that it always sinks into people mm-hmm. unless they're shown really what that means. And that's a belief. Exactly. That's a belief in yourself. And, you know, too, like when you take a shot at a, a business product right? or, you know, something that you really believe in, you don't know off the bat if it's going to happen. But I'll tell you this and I'll tell your listeners this, too. I think it's really helpful um, for women that are starting out in business. Mm-hmm. If you are passionate about your product or about your book, people see that. Right. And I promise you this. If you've got that passion in you. Get out there and promote it because it pays off. Not maybe in the beginning, but down the line. Because when I wrote that foster care training manual, I didn't know what was going to happen with it. But I put it out there and it took some time to get it out into the public. But now it's really soaring across the country. And it's wonderful. You know, it's wonderful. It's something new, fresh. Right, right. Um, But not only that, I think that's because it came from a very genuine place for you. And people connect with that. They can see when someone is offering something that is truthful Mm -hmm. or perhaps contrived. Exactly. Like I, I won't pitch products or put my name behind any product that I feel is like an infomercial. And that will lead to success. Well, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it has so far. So yeah. I'm going to keep doing that. Good, good. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about some of the, besides your mother and your grandmother, yeah. you know, this show is a lot about, you know, women helping other women. And it, was there someone else in your life, perhaps a teacher or um, somebody that you worked with that really, um, you know, backed you on, on the belief that you already had? Yeah, I mean, I've had several mentors in my life, and mostly they've always been strong women in leadership. Okay. Uh, and they've they've encouraged me, the same things that I'm telling you, is to follow your dreams, visualize what you want in terms of seeing things in your mind and making them happen. But I have to be honest with you that it wasn't really a specific person that got me to the place I am. It was a book. A book. The Secret. The Secret. I wanted to talk to you about that. Yes. Yes. Now, Which, ins- I mean, was the inspiration I understand for the, um, the Complete Ch- Child Development, Development Program. Program and right we now. will talk about that. But yeah. let's talk about sure. The Secret and what it meant to you. Yes. Um, I wasn't a firm believer. This is my story. I wasn't a firm believer in all of the stuff out there, like the spiritual stuff. That if you bring this into your life, that this will change who you are as a person. And I remember years, for people that aren't familiar with The Secret, it was um, a book that was written by um, people in the field of, it's somewhat spiritual, but in something known as the law of attraction. Right. That what you put out into the world will come back to you. Right. It sounds like a very simple statement, but has a lot, Mm. a lot of power. A lot of power, but you have to work it. Right. So anyway, um, about a year ago when I started getting into the media business and all of this stuff, a student at Temple comes up to me and says, Dr. Sue, you must read this book. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? Is this a student of, of yours? Yeah, yeah. My psychology okay. student in one yeah. of my classes. Okay. She's like, you have to read this book. Everything that you're telling us is everything that is in this book. I said, what is the book called? Because I read enough in psychology. I bet. I bet. (laughs) She says it's called The Secret. And I had heard about The Secret years ago. A friend of mine had said, you really should read this book. It'll change your life. But back then, I wasn't into that. You know, I wasn't open to it. Let's put it that way. Although, coincidentally, you were actually speaking, you know, some of the same (laughs) philosophies, but you didn't didn't even realize. That's so interesting. Um, the coincidence is that I basically was living my life according to the secret my whole life and didn't know it. Oh, that's so neat. But they would say it's not a coincidence, which would lead. Right. It's not. It wasn't. It <laughs> not wasn't. at all. It wasn't a coincidence. Not at all yeah. if you believe in the book. <laughs> exactly. So I took, she says, here's the book. Go read it. Right. I took it home that night. I read the whole book in two hours. Wow. I mean, it just spoke volumes to me that if you put out into the world what you want, 
you will receive it back as long as you ask for it, believe in it, and then you will receive it. But the people get very confused with the belief part. It doesn't mean you just sit there and believe it. You have to do the work. Right, right. To do it, right. to get there. So I was in a part of my life where I really was going into a different place for me personally. And I was feeling connected in a way to the world in a way I did not feel connected before in the sense that I really felt I had it in me to empower parents. Okay. And I didn't know the vehicle to get me there. Okay. So I put it out there and I said, I want somebody to find me. (laughs) This is a true story that I can connect with that will get my message out about empowering parents and kids. Okay. So in February of that of that year, I had read the book in, um, I guess December. Of, uh, what year was this that? This was 2011. Okay, right, last recently. year. Yeah, right. and then in March or February, late February, March, these people contacted me. Complete Child Development from um, Canada. The company. The that, company, Complete Child Development. Right. They said, we're looking for a national spokesperson for our new um, child development program that is built and based on the teachings of The Secret. Now, how did they find you? They found me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. (laughs) You got to love that LinkedIn. I'm telling you women, get on LinkedIn. It has changed my life. I'm serious. I, I know social media. What, what do you know? But that's amazing. And, and okay, so they reached out to you. They reached We're looking for a nat- national spokesperson. <laughs> yeah. Had they heard you speak? Well, I mean, they they heard me speak on TV. Like they saw a lot of my TV clips. Okay, okay. Um, where I do commentary on the news. So they liked me. They liked my personality. They liked what I stand for because I, my whole thing was Doctor Sue and you empowering you with the tools you need for success. Right, right. And um, it turned out that the CEO of the company was connected to Bob Proctor, who was a big contributor to the secret. Wow. So here it was. Well, we are all con- connected. Right. I mean, LinkedIn, you know. I know. They're late to the game exactly. about we're all connected. <laughs> exactly. So crazy. So here I am reading this book, applying it to my life every day, visualizing my goals and bringing it into my life. And here it is. I asked and I received. And they, we, they stood for everything that I believed in and helping parents and children. That is really neat. And, 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 and so we've just launched last month. Right. Now, this is an online program, this correct? Is, yeah. Tell, tell, yeah, tell the lo- listeners about it and how they can. I love to tell you about this because this is the most amazing product I've ever seen on the market to help children with self-esteem. Okay. Uh, it is a DVD series and it's interactive. You, you can do it on the computer. Um, it's actually a computer program, and it actually comes with two workbooks, one for the parents and one for the children that you can print out from the DVDs so you can keep using them. Okay. The program is based on three things. One, building goals with your child, building self-confidence, and mastering your environment. So you sit down with your child, you pop in the DVDs, and you go through each exercise with them. And the most amazing thing about this program that we're finding right now from the results and the feedback that we're getting is that it's not only empowering these children to build self-esteem, it's empowering the parents with the self-esteem. <laughs> Which should come first. Exactly. But sometimes it sometimes doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. And, sometimes and we all doesn't. need help. Parenting right. doesn't come with a roadmap. Right, right. And I mean, I got the most amazing email from a parent yesterday who contacted me. She's a mother of two girls. And she said, I sat down with my six-year-old and um, did the program with her. And she said, now my daughter is sitting in the back of our SUV stating her goals to me every day (laughs) of what she wants to accomplish. Oh, I love that. I know. And the mom said, I needed this. I, it reminded me how much I need to stop what I'm doing and spend time with my kids. Right. Now, I mean, Susan, I'm sure you know that today with bullying and all this cyberbullying and just not feeling good about yourself. Right. Because uh, it's out there too much. I, I mean, I really believe the bullying has been around for forever. Yeah, we just, but the way kids can do it today is so 
detrimental. It's so detrimental that this is a tool that's not very expensive that you can purchase and just, you know, boost your kid's self-esteem to the point that they can go out and have limitless possibilities. We invest so much money and time into buying our kids the latest um, gadgets, iPhones. I mean, I'm guilty of that, too. Right. We need to invest in them at a young age so they can have the future like you and I are having. Right, right. This is the tool to do that. Right. And, you know, I love that, you know, when they're real little and, you're, and there's, you can never start too early, they may not ne- even know what the word goal means. Yep. But that doesn't matter because if it's repetitive and they, you know, at each age that's appropriate, they're learning more and more what that really means it's going to stick with them. Absolutely. And I instill that in my daughter, who is five. I'd love to, real, you know, we have only a few minutes. Oh I can't God, believe how I can't fast. believe I told you I could talk to you for I five hours. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me quick about Jacob and Lindsay. Yes. And, and then I want your contact information okay. before we go. Yeah, we can't forget that. All right. right. So I have an, two amazing kids. Jacob is seven, and he wants to be a professional football player. Okay. We're going to have him talk to my son, Christopher. Yeah, absolutely, which I encourage every day. And my daughter, Lindsay, is five, and she wants to be an artist. Now, what you're talking about is setting goals. They have dreams. You don't ever take away a child's dreams. Right. You empower them to get to those dreams, and that is exactly what my my husband and I do. You know, um, we encourage Jacob to, um, you know, get involved with his football practicing as much as possible, and really foster a belief in him that he can do that. Well, he will get that from football because according to my son, <laughs> football teaches you about life. Yes. He tells me that all the time. He's right. He's right. Yeah. And Lindsay is very good at art and dance. So we foster that within her. But if that wasn't their cho- choices, then we would go with something else. Kids soar to a next level in their development when they have their parents behind them, supporting them, not telling them what to do, but encouraging. Absolutely. That's great. That's great yeah. advice. Listen, it wasn't enough time. Oh, um, my God. Uh, just for the listeners, we, you know, <laughs> we're with Dr. Um, Sue Kornbluth, mm-hmm. uh, psychology professor at Temple University. And um, the second half hour, we're going to bring in her media mogul, Debbie Getz, president of um, Getz Media Connections. Um, but I'd like to give Dr. Sue a, uh, an opportunity to give her contact information if you're listening and, and you'd like to speak to her. Yes, thank you so much. And, and Debbie's amazing, and I wouldn't be here without her, so please take a listen to her today. <laughs> Shout out, Debbie. Shout out to Debbie. <laughs> Hopefully she's here. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm really open to contact with anyone who wants to talk to me and get empowered um, to, for you and your business as a woman or as a parent. So you can contact me at www. D-R-S-U-E-A-N-D-Y-O-U.com. That is DrSueNU.com. The program is on there for you to buy. You can check that out. There's a whole video about what I do. And um, everything else about contacting me is on there as well. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. And we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be back in a moment. Thanks, Susan. From Willow Grove to Westchester, Pottstown to Philadelphia, it's News Talk 1180 WFYL. Are you a wise woman? If so, attend a free Wise Woman Workshop, focusing exclusively on the financial challenges women of all ages face today. Today is the day to secure your financial independence. The workshop is free. The information is priceless. The only cost to you is your time. So register today at www.wisewomenworkshop.com or call 267-699-9700. Again, that number is 267-699-9700. Mention Women to Watch and receive a free workbook. To find a workshop in your area, go to www.wisewomenworkshop.com. Is your online store cluttering your house and garage with your product? 
Does it require you to spend all your free time shipping packages, leaving you no time to work with new customers or develop new marketing initiatives? Now is the time to free up your space and time and let ABC Fulfillment provide you with cost-effective warehousing, order processing, and shipping for your products. Our 20,000-square-foot warehouse is conveniently located in Ambler, PA. ABC Fulfillment is a 100% woman-owned and operated business and has helped many small and mid-sized businesses solve their warehousing and order processing problems. We pride ourselves on our attention to detail as well as our excellent customer service. When you call us, you will always speak with someone who can help you solve your problem and not be asked to leave a message. Our personal touch and expertise separates us from the rest. Last year, we shipped over 150,000 packages for our customers, including order processing and shipping for the Jill Steals and Deals segment of the Today Show, saving our customers both time and money. If you would like to spend more time finding new products to sell, reaching new customers, and marketing your products, now is the time to call ABC Fulfillment. Please call 215-628-3154 and ask for Eileen or Lisa to help you get started. Get your skinny water today at Acme. Great taste, zero guilt. And see how delicious a zero-calorie enhanced with vitamins and electrolytes can be. Because taste matters, doesn't it? Try skinny water today at Acme. Wagmore Next Door is Skipback Animal Hospital's latest addition to help meet the needs of your pet. We're the only animal hospital in the Skipback and surrounding area now providing a doggy day camp and one-stop shopping for your pet's exercise and fun. Have you ever come home after a long day at work to find that your dog has eaten your favorite pair of underwear or socks, destroyed parts of your home, or shoplifted an entire chicken from the kitchen countertop? Leaving your dog home alone can be dangerous and life-threatening. Wagmore Next Door is fully supervised and operated by trained animal professionals. Here your dog will run and play with other dogs. Obedience training is also available and very popular. Your dog will go home tired, content, and happy. We have many packages to choose from to accommodate your work schedule, vacation schedule, and out-of-town schedule. For information, please call us at 610-584-6300, or you can visit our website, skipbackanimalhospital.com. You can also check out our Facebook page. We can't wait to see you. At Bluebell Physical Therapy, our goal is to get you back in the game, back to work, and back to your normal way of life. Our highly respected team provides preventative and rehabilitation services from everyday physical and occupational therapy to post-operative rehab of your knees, shoulders, or spine. Bluebell Physical Therapy focuses on achieving each patient's maximum level of recovery. Bluebell Physical Therapy, the treatment you need for the therapist you trust. Want your home to look great for company from out of town, moving to a new place, or just want the satisfaction of a clean, healthy home? Whatever your reason, everybody needs to clean. So why not choose the line of cleaning tools that makes your task easier? Quickie is your one-stop cleaning solution with everything you need to get the job done right. Whether you're cleaning one room or the whole house, Quickie has the right tool for you. It doesn't matter if you prefer a more traditional mop and bucket or if you'd like to save time with a new Quickie spray mop. Quickie has everything you need to get the job done. Founded in Philadelphia 60 years ago, Quickie's commitment to quality and value have helped it grow into the number one cleaning tool company in America. It's Quickie and it's clean. Look for Quickie products at Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, ShopRite, and other fine retailers near you. News Talk 1180 WFYL, streaming live at 1180WFYL.com. Welcome back, everybody. We are back in the studio now. Um, we just finished up with Dr. Su- uh, Sue Kornbluth. Um, we had a great first hour talking about uh, children's advocacy and all the good works that she's doing. And now we're being joined by Dr. Sue's, what I like to call media mogul, uh, Debbie Getz. 
she is president of Getz Communications. Media, I'm sorry, De- um, Getz Media Communications. Debbie Getz Media Connections. <laughs> oh, my oh good, good. I don't feel bad that I, that I mispronounced. Debbie Getz Media Connections. Very good. Thank you for coming in today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, we're going to get started, and I, Debbie and I have been in each other's company a couple of times, and today allows me an opportunity to find out a little bit more about Debbie um, as opposed to the the good works that she's doing with her business so let's start a little bit about your um, your background your growing up years and and where it is that you went to school I grew up in Long Island born in Brooklyn New York grew up in Long Island went to college in Albany New York in New York, we have a state university, a SUNY system, like you have a Penn State system here. Mm-hmm. So I went to SUNY Albany, got a business degree there, and I went to work in Manhattan for a number of years before I moved down to the Philly area. Got my master's in finance. I started okay. at New York University at NYU when I was working on Wall Street. And then I moved to Philadelphia after I got married and finished my master's at Temple. At what brought you to Philadelphia? The husband. The husband. <laughs> <laughs> yes, met yeah. the husband on an airplane on the way to Club Med. You. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that's a story. I yeah. think we should get right into that. <laughs> Both of us traveling alone, met on an airplane. My husband's a very quiet person, and I am the mayor. <laughs> and our plane landed in... Turks and Caicos, and the airport was not ready to receive a large jetliner. There was no moving stairway tall enough to reach the doors of the plane, so we were stuck on the runway for a few hours while they located one. Wow. And um, my husband was very burnt out from a very busy and hectic time at his job, and I was the mayor, so I walked around the plane getting to know people. <laughs> I know for Dr. Sue that's shocking. It's carried you well. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and we were friends. Um, we hung out together at the club, made a lot of friends, uh, were friendly after that, and then about a year later we started dating. Okay. And then the rest, as they say, is history. It's history. So I was happy to move out of New York and come down to the Philly area, Bucks County. Yeah, it's County. a whole different way of yeah. living, isn't it? It sure Philadelphia was. from New it's York. It's a lot more built up than when I first moved here mm-hmm. 22 years ago, but it's still, I love to go back to New York for the art and the culture and the theater, and um, it's always going to be my motherland. Right. Good. But, That's um, good to hear from I a New Yorker. Happy, I was happy to uh, come down here and be in a quieter pace. Right. Tell me a little bit about, now, I know before um, Media Connections, you uh, worked for Yours, Mine, and Ours. Tell me a little bit about that I company. I did. I was working, I have three children. I have a 19-year-old, and I have twins that are 14. And while my twins were younger, I was working some part-time jobs to bring some extra money in. And one of my friends who works for Ernst & Young told me about a concierge service that they offer there and how employees of Ernst & Young, if they need to purchase a gift or send flowers or make travel arrangements, they call this concierge service and she said, I think you'd be perfect for that kind of work. So I started to research it and the company Ernst & Young uses was out of Boston and they did not have telecommuters. So I started researching in our area in Bucks and Montgomery County and I connected with a woman named Deborah Reist who owned yours? Who owns yours, mine, and ours? And she wasn't looking to hire anybody, but we just got along really well and hit it off. So I became more or less a subcontractor for Deb, okay, and worked with her to help her build her business in the Central Bucks area, which is where I live. And how many years were you with her? I was with Deb for about three years. Okay, and it turned out that most of the clients that I personally was working with were businesses. So it wasn't so much the errands and you know shopping and things like that. It was more being um, a person that business people could out busy business people could outsource to for different projects. A lot of which were of a marketing and PR kind of nature. So I started to go in the direction of doing a lot of PR, trying to get business people, professionals, nonprofits attention for their causes, for their work, for their businesses. Now, um, as you were doing that, is that uh, would you say that was a natural progression for you? You you were working in this company, but naturally helping businesses kind of get noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And would you say that that was your passion? And and at that time, you felt, this is what I should be doing. Not Not quite yet. What happened is there was a community project. We, I live in Jamison, which is in Central Bucks, between Warminster and Doylestown. And there was a sports bar in our town that decided one day to offer legs and eggs. Do you know what that is? I do not. Manny? <laughs> Please inform us. <laughs> Topless bar. Oh. They decided, oh. nestled in a little bedroom community on Route 263 in Jamison, that they were going to have topless dancers. And there are three elementary schools, three churches, a number of daycares, all within a half a mile of this location. And the community was quite up in arms. And a number of people knew me from the Greater Jamison Business Association, which is a business, like a small mini chamber in the Jamison area. And they knew that I had connections with the newspapers and people in the media. So they asked me to try to join the committee. It was called the Concerned Citizens of Warwick Township and try to get some media attention on this situation because we just did not feel it was an appropriate business for our community. Personally, I don't really mind what anybody does to earn a living as long as it's legal but it just didn't belong in our community right right. so I launched a media campaign and it exploded everywhere every TV news station came out to our township supervisors meetings all the newspapers it really went all over the place and ultimately what happened is the owner sold the business and a new owner came in and um, the business reopened as the Jamison Poorhouse, which the community loves, embraced, were there all the time. Right. Uh, Joe Wade and his wife are the owners. Joe's a great guy. Mm-hmm. His family is very involved in giving back to the community, and it's just so wonderful to have them there. Much more appropriate for right. that community. So <laughs> that, that um, community project, so to speak, put me in contact with a lot of media people that I hadn't previously been connected with and opened a lot of windows and doors for me professionally to people like that. And I did some other projects from the heart. Uh, There was an elementary school in our district that had its bus routes eliminated for a number of kids that were now going to be walkers and they had to walk on what was considered to be a pretty unsafe roadway and so the parents staged a protest where they all drove their kids to school one day to demonstrate to the district what the traffic patterns would be like and they asked me to help them get that out to the media which I did and again all the news stations came out it was all over the papers. What, What year was that Debbie? That was in it was probably 2000. I launched my business in April of 2010. Right. Okay. So that was probably in 2009 or okay. the early 2010. Mm-hmm. And so I started to think about um, the business model for um, public relations consulting and compared to the business model for personal assistant, virtual assistant, concierge kind of services. And it just made more sense to focus on PR and develop my connections more with that. And so Deb and I are still great friends. Um, she supports me. I support her. Oh, we I'm try sure to send business each to each other yes, whenever we can. And, um, you know, it's great. So I also have had um, other PR professionals who got to know me mm-hmm. that basically said to me, I, I originally thought about teaming up with another PR company. Um, and that was fear, basically, of going out on my own. Right. Um, but I had Gina Rubel, who owns Furia Rubel Communications. Yes. I met with her one day to talk about it, and she said, "You know, girl, you're, you're you've got it going on." <laughs> and Maria Evans of Martino Evans Communications, another friend in the in the women's business community in Doylestown, you know, she told me, "Deb, you're already there." Yeah. And, you um, just needed someone mm-hmm. to, to tell you that you were heading in the right yes. direction. Yes, and then every time I talked to my good friend Brad Siegel, who's the KYW Suburban Bureau Chief, he said to me, why aren't you doing this for yourself yeah. already? That's so, so great. I let Brad and Maria and Gina and my friend and mentor, Jamie Broderick from Network Now, yes. um, push me over the cliff. Good, good. And um, I haven't looked back. 
you know, Dr. Sue and I in the first half hour talked a lot about um, women who have ideas, dreams, um, things that they want to do, and often they need someone to say, you can do it, mm -hmm. and convince them to believe. So was there somebody in your life, other than the women that you mentioned, I, I always like to know, uh, kind of growing up, because it takes courage to be a woman and start your own business. And I'm wondering if there was anybody in your life growing up that helped you with that self-esteem. Self-esteem, you know, Dr. Sue and I talk yeah. a lot about, especially for young girls. Where did that, that confidence come from? I don't really know. I'm trying to think. My mom worked. My mom is uh, a registered nurse, and she mm -hmm. was a school nurse. So she worked. So I grew up in a family with two working parents. Um, my dad spent some time out of work, so I grew up in a family where things weren't easy mm -hmm. and sacrifices had to be made. So I know that um, I had, you know, that to, I have my parents to thank for, you know, teaching me values, and I had a mom that worked, yeah. so I Sometimes had a good role model in that. that. Yeah. Seeing your mother working is, um, you know, is a big lesson. Mm -hmm. um, especially women back at that time where mm -hmm. some of them, many of them didn't even, you know, go to college or get a degree, but they found a way to right. make a living. Now, I'm not sure there's any one person I know in high school I was nominated class chatterbox. So, you know, <laughs> well, shyness, shyness has never been. I didn't know they been, had that, um, yeah, <laughs> that title. Category. Class chatterbox. So, you know, shyness has always been a problem for yeah. me. And you never know what you're good at. And you don't, yeah. And for me, I think my, my story really has been an evolution. I think mm. that I had, when I was younger, I took a, a summer enrichment workshop in uh, the stock market, and I decided right then I wanted to be a stockbroker. And then in 1983, uh, 1983, when I graduated college, and Goldman Sachs and all the brokerage houses were paying $10,800 a year mm. to people starting in um, – entry-level positions, I said, yeah, I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> and I went down a different path. Okay. And um, I think that my first job was with a dental manufacturing company, two endodontists, went into business, they developed a product, and they marketed it. And it was a very small startup business, and I got to wear a lot of hats. And I think um, having the freedom to do a lot of things for that company made a difference for me because I did uh, financial operations. I speak two languages. I speak Spanish and French. So I got to travel all over the country. I did not know that. That's a big See deal. That. Dr. Sue might not have known Dr. that either. She didn't Dr. know. Dr. Sue did not know. Okay. Now you can pitch me in France. Okay. I can pitch you in France. <laughs> yes. And I have a friend who has an apartment on the Champs-Élysées that we can stay in any time. All right. So, yes. <laughs> Um, I love that my show got that out of her, yeah. and you never knew that. I know. My goodness, you've been hiding all these secrets. Oh so perhaps <laughs> having to sell the product and be a lot of different, wear a lot of different hats in that company. I traveled all over the country educating dentists about the products. And um, so I think perhaps some of the confidence might have come from that. I you know, enjoyed traveling. I enjoyed being out there and meeting people. Yeah. So I've always been a people person. And... Um, so I think all these little things contributed. Yeah, which is a great, um, it, it's great to point out, and a lot of times I have women come in who have done multiple things throughout their life. All of those are lessons. We, you don't have to know when you're a child what you're going to be when you grow up and That's stick right. with that. And most of the women I bring in here are always a lesson in that. We're constantly evolving. Um, which I think is a great thing. It's it's funny that you say that because yesterday my daughter, who's mm -hmm. 14, told me that her friend called her. They were in kindergarten together, and she was going through some things in her basement, and she found some booklet that they made that said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And in the booklet, Rachel said she wanted to be a teacher so she could boss people around. Yeah, <laughs> now and I the, wonder where she got that from. And the interesting <laughs> thing is that Rachel really does want to be a teacher. That's and, so great. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so. and teachers, you know, can do many different things, and mm -hmm. that might lead to something else, which makes life so much more interesting, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. My older one is an elementary education major at University of Delaware now. Oh, so wow. That's so my, great. Um, my girls definitely want to, um, you know, um, advocate and, and mentor educators. and educate yeah, others. That's a great mm -hmm. thing. We need good teachers. I just, I just wanted to say something, I think, for Debbie and I, both being mothers as well, since you just brought that up, is that girls tend to really look up to their mothers 
and when they see their mothers working and starting their own businesses that makes a huge impact on who they are going to become later in life that's what I want to give to my daughter that she can see that a woman is working hard in this country and giving back to people and making a life for herself and I know Debbie wants the same for her girls as well and I do for mine yeah right it is it's really important for them to know that um you know, I I wanted to ask you this just because it's, you know, I think it will help anybody in life. What you do, you manage a lot of things. You're on the go. You're, you're you know, on the phone, emails, you know, special events, all of that. Texting. Texting, tweeting. All tweeting. Of that. I would love to in. know how you manage your day. In other words, do you um, address everything as it kind of comes at you or is your day... In the morning, I answer my emails. In oh, the afternoon, I, wish, I sit down. Susan, <laughs> I went to a presentation by Yoon Cannon a couple of months ago, who talked about doing that, scheduling things, and I took very, very detailed notes and would love to be able to implement some of Yoon's suggestions. Um, unfortunately, some of my day is coming at me as the emails fly in. I bet. I um, bet. I need to be better at that. I, I um, have a new assistant, Heidi, working for me, and she's a very organized person. So I'm hoping, Good. you know, I can be the expert on the PR stuff, and right. she can be the expert on helping me be better organized with what I do. Um, but going back for one second to what we were just talking about, about the daughters, there's a quote that I often put up on my Facebook. I like to put a quote of the day. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes is from Mahatma Gandhi, and it's, be the change you wish to see in the world. And so That's I'm proud one. that my daughters want to make a difference by their vocation. And my kids and I, my kids are learning, my son too, um, I have twins that are 14, and my children are learning and have learned from a very early age about giving back. And we do a lot of things together. My son and I just took pictures of pets with Santa at the PetSmart in Warminster for Cattails, which is a cat rescue organization that we help. And... um, the, I just brought you some holiday peppermint bark that we made. Thank and you. I'm por- thrilled with that. We're selling it this good, year, and good. a portion of the proceeds are going to Hurricane Sandy Relief in my motherland up in New York. Great. So my kids, and my kids actually made the candy this year themselves, 70 pounds. Wow. And we did. Yep. We, we sold some. In your kitchen? Or in so? my kitchen. Wow. We sold some at an event that benefited the Warwick Company Fire Company that's, that's building great. a new firehouse, mm-hmm. and we donated some to them. Mm-hmm. And then we're donating some of the proceeds of other sales outside of the fire company yeah. event. No, you're, you're absolutely Sandy. right. It has to go hand in yes. hand, showing, you know, giving back, yeah. you know, helping others. And working hard at what it is Absolutely. you're doing. And one always helps the other. Yeah. And if I could just say something about Debbie and how she is as um, my uh, publicist, um, I'd love to. I would love to hear it. Yeah. Please um, do. The, the best thing about Debbie is that she works harder than any person I've ever met in my life. And she delivers on what she promises you. Uh, Debbie, when I first connected with Debbie, the one thing that made me um, sign on with her was her dedication to my dreams and my desires and my passion. And she has made so many of my dreams come true in the past year. Debbie delivers, and I mean it. She, after the first time I had spoken to her on the phone, I had a dream that I wanted to be on TV, and in two days I was on the Lynn Doyle show on Comcast. And since then I've been on Lynn Doyle's show four times. That's awesome. And that's what Debbie can do for you. I'm on NBC. I've been on ABC. She has gotten my brand out, and she has gotten me out into the public. And Debbie will work hard to do that for all of her clients. And um, I can't say enough about her. I'm so happy. I appreciate you saying that because you you just answered the the last question I was going to ask Debbie. And that is, you know, how she does what she does, what how she can help someone else Mm -hmm. who's looking for the same thing. And that brings me to, you know, there are a lot of women listening, I hope, that are kind of early on entrepreneurs starting out with something new and if you could give them one I'm sure there's people that perhaps they're not prepared yet to hire a media person and what advice would you give them something they can do for themselves um, to help get them jump started well the first thing I would say is don't let fear stand in the way that was a big thing for me 
um, and just ask yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, and have a plan to deal with that. But um, I heard an, a quote last week at a presentation Sue and I attended by Eleanor Roosevelt, who said, do something that scares you every day. Mm. So that speaks to that. It's better to try and fail than not to have tried. That's just my opinion. I think that you should surround yourself with good advisors um, at whatever, you know, in whatever way you can afford to, whether it's an accountant or an attorney. Mm-hmm. I did that when I launched my business. I had an attorney, an accountant, and um, a marketing person that I turned to for help. So you're prepared should mm-hmm. things happen, and they will. Right, and for small for solopreneurs and small business owners, sometimes people will barter with you for services mm-hmm. or product. You never know. Mm-hmm. Doesn't never hurts to ask. Right. And sometimes people will be really flexible, and they'll do what you can afford. Right. I had a marketing team work with me, Jill Kallenberg at Marketing Management Solutions. She and her partner, John Rolari, helped me, and they came up with a marketing calendar and a little plan for me. They helped me with my tagline, which is, we get you noticed. They helped me with a few things, and they did what I could afford for them to do. And it was enough to help me get started. Right. So I think that you need to make sure that whatever it is that you do, that you do it right. Mm-hmm. You do, you know, um, one thing I can tell anybody who's going to go out and find a, um, build a website for themselves, make sure that you get your web domain mm-hmm. before, and I told you this too, you didn't did. I? Get yes, your web you domain before you register your business name. Because once you register your business name, it's out there in the public, and anybody can grab up that web domain, and then you'll have to pay more for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's a good tip, especially if you're going to uh, need a website. Well, those are all good tips. And, you know, I'm so we had to postpone our our interview a couple of weeks ago, and I've been dying to have the two of you in here and excited to see what's going to be next for Dr. Sue (laughs) and what you two will be up to and and where you're (laughs) going to be headed. Um, So I thank you so much for for taking the time to come in today. We're like a tag team, Dr. Sue and I. (laughs) We really work well And I hope you'll come back. We'll have you back. We definitely will. You know, six months or so and see what's happening. There's change every day in Dr. Sue's world. (laughs) (laughs) And And mine as well. And it's because of Debbie. And Debbie, can you give your contact information quickly if someone wants to get in touch with you? Sure. um, Your website. My website is www.d, like Debbie, g, like gets, mediaconnections, with an S at the end, (laughs) dot com. And you can reach me by email through my website. It's dgets at dgmediaconnections.com. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks so much, everyone. That wraps up this week of Women to Watch. And if you're listening and you have uh, a business that you'd like to come in and talk about with us, we'd love to have you. So please feel free to reach out to me. You can call 215-313-5561 or feel free to shoot me an email at srocco233 at gmail. Have a great weekend. Thanks. So much state of humanity. So,